Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Not today, Bubba. Just Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sit back, relax, enjoy. This is the only place you need to be. For the next 45 minutes, we welcome you here on the Brill and Um Show. However you're listening, whyever you're listening, folks, we're just happy you are indeed listening. We're going to bring in Gerard Gilfone, Jersey Jerry, right out of the gate. We're going to kind of re- recap. We have this trip. Matt James from The Bachelor, Tyler Cameron. It was me and Tyler Cameron going up against Joey Coldcuts and Matt James in Jupiter, Florida. Jersey Jerry was the caddy, did an exceptional job. We're going to go ahead and kind of recap that a bit. I tell you, folks, we knew we were getting in Thursday and we're leaving Sunday. We knew it was going to be a quick trip, and we said, you know what? We're just going to empty the tank. Just pedal to the metal, everything we got. What an absolute doozy of a trip. I mean, just a complete whirlwind. We had an absolute ball. And again, we hope we're going to be able to get that vlog to you of the match out most likely by the end of the week, which would be great. We'll get that out to you folks. Jersey Jerry put on an absolute show, as always, did a very good job caddying, laughs all around. Without further ado, let's recap this thing. Let's chat it up a little bit with the man himself, the Jersey native. That is Jersey Jerry. Gerard Gilfone, are you with us? Gerard Gilfone, are you with us? Jersey, Jersey, Jerry, Jersey, Jersey, Jerry, Gerard, talk to me. How are you doing? You still look like the Mandalorian. Would would you put the visor away, Jer, for a couple minutes? I mean, you just don't take that thing off. It's like I thought you were going to go to sleep with that thing. I love it. I love it. Hey, quick, Bobby. Uh, how's my mic? Mike's okay. Did you finally get that thing installed? You've had a brand new mic for the past 10 months since we've been doing this and you haven't used it once, Don. Mike is not okay, actually. Um, I'm hearing you just fine. Do you got that ring light going, Jer? Yeah. Yep, it's going. It's you going. like that? Do you feel it makes a difference for you, Jer, the ring light? I do. I do. I feel like it makes a big difference. Does it block no, away things? Um, are you with Gerard Gilfone? Are you with us? Perfect. You hear me now, right? There he is. Jerry, talk to me. What what a doozy of a trip. A lot of people didn't know that me and you had never even met. We go down to Jupiter. For the <laughs> next thing you know, we're playing golf with The Bachelor. That cough really doesn't sound too good, to be quite frank with you, Jerry. Don, and I mean, what a trip. If you could tell the folks, did you enjoy yourself, Jerry? Don? You know, I haven't been on... Uh many vacations due to uh my past history but uh this in fact was the best one yet you know from from the boat and the pull up uh restaurant bars going to to the to the round of golf to the to the dinners to the fans showing up at at the house you know Couple fans found out we were, we were where we were staying. They well, come and well, Jer, they're outside like paparazzi. I I I do got to interrupt you, uh, Jer, because the reason that fans were coming to the house is because you were letting them know our address and having them come to the house. And to be quite frank, what I love about you, Jerry Don, and I'm the same way in the sense of I love the fan engagement. Somebody sees me out; it's a beautiful thing. I can't get enough of it. For me, to be quite frank. It's an adrenaline rush. So I got no issue with that. I think that's awesome. 
the only thing, Jerry. You know what I found really weird? Go ahead, Don. I actually, I actually, I actually lost weight coming on this vacation, which I don't know how because we were eating the best of the best. Yeah, I do think about that too. I mean, I mean, look, I you how many how much weight you think you lost, Don? I lost five pounds. Did I you think boost? it was the round of golf that did it? Could be. The, by the way, you know, Jerry, I tell you, you approached that golf course and you were pedaled to the metal. You did not take that lightly. And we told the folks, hopefully they're going to be getting that vlog at the end of the week, Jerry. I thought you did an exceptional job. And my oh my, did we have a good time. But Jerry, I want to get back to this whole fan thing because I loved the fans mm-hmm. coming by. I really did. You had fans dropping you off water. If you needed water, they were bringing you water. When you needed Advil, you would have them drop you off Advil just all times throughout the day. Now, on multiple occasions, Jer, I'm fast asleep, two in the morning, three in the Mm -hmm. morning. I'm getting you knocking on my shoulder, asking if I could come out to say hello to the fans. Don't you think we could have done it at a better time, Jerry Don? Yeah, you know, I think about it, and I do um, think I could have done it at a better time. But if you really think about it, we were busy all all, all day long, all afternoon, all night. So there really wasn't much time for the fans. So when they did hit me up and I felt bad because I, you know, I left them on red, I would get back to them at 1, 2 in the morning. I'd say, you know what, swing by. You know, I don't mind. Swing by. We'll take a picture. We'll chat. You know what I mean? You know, this is what it's all about, Bob. You know what I mean? This right here is what it's all about. It was always the fan love, always. I I am. It was about three in the morning. It was the last night, and the other times the fans were coming up. I I was up and at them. Uh, it it was the it was the last night where we were all just exhausted, just absolutely gassed. Again, we just gave it everything that we had. I didn't get any sleep the nights before. Three in the morning, I get a tap on my shoulder from Jerry Don. I get a Bob, Bob. And I said, Jer, what? He said, could you come outside? I said, Jer, it's three in the morning. He goes, it was always the fans. Now, Jer, it's one thing to have the fans come by, which is a beautiful thing. But it's one thing to just have them dropping you off Advil, water, whatever. Me, the, Jewel pods. You had a fan come and drop you off six jewel pods. I mean, don't you think, Jer, that we could just postmate those st- those type of things? Yeah, we can. But, Bob, you know... um, you know, it's nice when you got people in your corner and people willing to, you know, go to bat for you and, and root for you. And, and, you know, it's nice. You know, I guess it comes with the business. You know what I mean? And I'm looking forward to it. Now, Jared, it, it's it's one of the better parts about what we do. No question about it. But there also are some bad parts and you are going to get some negativity. Now, a lot of people didn't know that me and you had never met each other. So me and you had never gotten content together. I truly think the content was at an all time high. And I mm-hmm. think it's one of the best vlogs we've ever done. But you were taking some shit. You had some people cropping you on memes of Oompa Loompas, I don't think some people saw and really knew, Jerry Don, you know, just how small you were. And, and even yeah. me, I knew you were a shorter guy. Are you able to take those type of punches when fans try and be, you know, are a little rough around the edges on you? You had them cropping you on the Oompa Loompas. What is your response to that? Jerry yeah, I mean, Don? you know, it's all fun. It's all games. You know, I, I, you know, I, I take it with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Um, that, or a grain of pepper. Which one is it? I think it's salt, right? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. 
it's a grain of salt, Jerry Don. Yeah. You, you know, when I found something too with the size too, it's like when we would make our beds in the morning, we mm -hmm. had such small beds to where I don't even think they were single beds. They were like little yeah. shoe boxes to where you do run into that issue with the size that I never thought of is when you go to make your bed, rather than just being able to reach around the full thing, mm -hmm. kind of got to walk around to all four corners. Do you have that issue with your bed there too, Jerry Dunn? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. You know, uh, you know, my toughest thing, what I deal with um, with having short arms is when you get the sheet, the fitted sheet, when you get that and try to tuck it under one side, then you got to reach over and try to get the other side. Yeah, I, I feel for you. But you know what there, Jerry, you take you take the blows, the, the positives outweigh of it. And look, if somebody wants to send a couple memes to you, by all means, they should send a couple memes. I, I thought you took it very well. Fan engagement, I thought, was phenomenal. Now, what, what was very interesting was, was Gailey, who was the owner of the Airbnb. And we get to the Airbnb. I'm wondering the entire time, I'm saying, man, did we get such a good deal on this Airbnb? We got a pool. We got all of this stuff for such a cheap price. The reason being that I guess I just didn't read the fine print. While Gailey, who's about 80 years old and owns the Airbnb, she ended up being phenomenal. While she's showing us around the house, we're waiting to see when she's going to leave. And then we realize Gailey's staying with us, Jerry yeah. Dunn. Yeah, I felt uh, in the beginning, um, I was I was blown away. I said, you know, there's no way that, you know, this is going to work out. We're going to be loud. We're going to be obnoxious. We're going to be, you know, recording stuff. And, you know, it actually um, ended up being the actual best case scenario that Gailey did stay with us. You know what I mean? No question. She was an absolute riot. We did have a bit of a scare the, yeah. the first night. You know, we saw her. We were with her all of a sudden. By 4 p.m., we just never saw Gailey. So we started to get a little concerned. She's an elderly woman, mm -hmm. and all hours are going throughout the night, and we just can't find Gailey. Don, did you not think that that she was toast? Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, between you and Joey Colcuts, and this is the only time in the trip where I was getting actually a little bit aggravated and annoyed. Um, so I watch a lot of murder mysteries. I watch a lot of 2020. I watch a lot of Dateline. Um, and when Gailey was unresponsive for about six hours and we have been in the Airbnb for about a day, I realized that our DNA is in fact all over the house. It's on the doorknobs. It's in the showers. Um, it's all over the place. So if somebody was to come and she in fact was dead, um, we most likely would have been going to prison. Like three random guys go to an Airbnb and, and uh, you know, they turn out, um, to be murderers and that was not the case we are the furthest thing from murderers but you got to think thank about you that thank kind you of jerry thank you i appreciate you clarifying that for the folks of the show thank you very much continue jerry don yeah but uh you know that's the only time i was you know because you know cold cuts was really brushing it off like you know she's good she must be just out and i'm saying joe she's she's 80 years old she's not out partying when in fact you know cold cuts was right he was out and she was drinking she look, Gailey liked to get after it, no doubt about it. And now she was 80 years old, which leads me to my next question, Jerry Don. You had a full caddy suit for the match. Do you find it a little nervy for you to when we found out that Gailey was indeed okay and she came back home? Do you find it a little nervy that you asked her to iron your caddy suit? I, I don't, um, because 
what I did peep was when we first got into the Airbnb and she was showing us around, I seen an iron um, in the house and I've, I've never ironed before. So I'm saying to myself, you know, I don't want to iron this because I never did before. Let's just see if maybe she'll be willing to. And uh, yeah, she, she, she was down. She ironed my caddy suit and it wasn't a problem. She wasn't pissed off or anything. Now, Gailey was without a doubt just a fucking star. For those of you that didn't see the stories, I'm going to be putting up a post uh, tomorrow uh, in regards to Gailey. Just phenomenal stuff. We're going to try and get her for the happy hour Wednesday. As Jerry said, she really does like to get after it. Now, Jerry, take me to the other situation. There's numerous situations on this trip, but take me to the situation, okay? Tyler Cameron decides to take a boat out. Okay, mm-hmm. he's got his own boat there. We go over to the marina. We set sail on the boat. And Jerry Don, tell the folks here of the show what happens when we're on that boat. So uh, we're, we're on the boat and we're driving. We're having a good time. Music's blasting. And just, you know, for fun, like people, I've, I've rarely been on a boat, I think once or twice. So now I've never done this before. So I'm just taking everything in and I'm excited and I'm seeing the houses and the people having fun. They're drinking, they're listening to music. So, you know, I'm at the side of the boat and I'm just having fun. Like, you know, I'm flexing on people like that. I'm going like that and just, you know, waving to people. And then there's this boat that pulls up and uh, I did the same thing. I, you know, I flexed like this and then I went like this and looked at me kind of crazy and I didn't think anything of it. And then I heard you say, holy shit, that's Bill Belichick and his wife. And I did a double take and it was Bill Belichick and his wife. <laughs> so folks, that is confirmed. Jerry Don did indeed flex on Bill Belichick and the look that Belichick gave him. First off, he's got a boat that says six rings mm-hmm. on the side of it, which was very neat. But the look that Belichick gave Jerry Don, I mean, Jerry's just filled with tattoos. He's flexing on him and kind of taunting him. The look that Bill Belichick gave, it was nothing short of just pure confusion. Yeah. And, and and to me, just the notion that that Bill Belichick and Jersey Jerry linked eyes in the ocean of Jupiter, Florida, while Jerry Don flexed on Bill Belichick is a moment that will live with me for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, if I could do it over again, I probably would have. Um, but you know, unfortunately I, I, I can't back can say, you know, one day when he retires and, and he's one of the best coaches of all time, you know, I could tell my kids, you know, uh, you know, I flexed on Belichick. <laughs> yeah. He lets it has a nice ring to it. I flexed <laughs> on Belichick. <laughs> I mean, this guy was so confused. He had just no idea what was going on. It was absolutely hysterical. Now, Jerry, another situation, and, and this one you got very laughed at, okay? Mm-hmm. Could you tell the folks when we went to dinner the last night, yeah. you wanted to order an appetizer? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so I'm looking at – now, when we went out to dinner, it was kind of weird the way it was set up. Um, You know, everything was pretty much on the house. Um, So when we go to dinner, they just start bringing appies out, you know what I mean, appetizers. They start bringing them out, well, pizza – there was a uh, the calamari. Um, we had the uh, the gnocchi, and uh, you know now I'm full. I'm full as hell. 
What, and, what, 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 do you, what, what was the pasta, Jerry, done? The gnocchi. Okay. And, uh, and, well, and, 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 uh, and, and by the way, Jerry, the, the, the reason, let me just stop you right there. The reason that you were full, yes, they were bringing and sending stuff out. But as soon as you found out that everything was on the house, you ordered three entrees. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, go, uh, go ahead. And uh, yeah, so so I, I'm pretty much, you know, I'm eating everything and I'm getting full and and the you know lady comes up and she's like, anything else? Um, and I was going to go for a dessert, but then one of my favorite dishes um, came, came, came. And, and I said, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take the fresh piranha. And the lady, she looked at me crazy and I said, you know, is everything OK? Like, you know, it, it's on the menu. And she said, sir, we don't we don't have um, fresh piranha. I said, what do you mean? It's right here on the menu. And she said, um, sir, that is fresh burrata. <laughs> and I just it was a uh, it was a mix up. You know what I mean? I, I had the, I had the menu. I just looked at it real quick and then I ordered. But 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 Jerry, even for you to say the piranha, where in, in your life have you ever had piranha? Did you think the B was silent and you just decided to to substitute a P? And even if you did substitute the P, you still got to substitute a couple T's. I mean, you I have never in my life seen somebody butcher the English language more than you, including menu items. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think it was a quick quick glance, and I just. For some reason, just piranha came into my head, and I, I said, I'll take the fresh piranha, and that in fact was definitely not on the menu. But I did have the burrata, um, which which was out of this world. Then the the burrata did come out, and everybody ended up laughing at you, Jerry. And, and you know, for you to try and go back at them and get upset with them for laughing at you, I mean, you got to understand, Jerry, how bad you butchered that and messed you up. So people are going to laugh at you, Jerry Diesel. Now. I mean, it, it, it was pretty amazing, though, to see Jerry Don. He, here is this guy years and years ago, well, five, six years ago, sleeping in the back of a Dunkin' Donuts on crack and all types of stuff. And now here's this guy who built his way, scratch and claw, to where now he's sailing the seas with Tyler Cameron. He's caddying for The Bachelor. I mean, it's just, Jerry, I'll tell you, that trip was as good as it gets. And, and yeah. I think it, it not only makes our bond stronger than than it already was. But I just think it's a beautiful thing for the show. And I think it's even going to enhance the show even more. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, um, throughout this trip, I, uh, you know, people were reposting me a lot. And, you know, I gained a lot of followers from it. And it was like the most messages I ever got in my life. And, you know, I don't think the trip could have been any better than it was. You know what I mean? It was the it was one of the best times I ever had in my life, you know, even as far as like, yeah, it wasn't the absolute nicest setup with the um, the extra small twin beds, smallest but, uh, beds I've ever slept on, no question. And uh, you know, but but that was the that was ended up being the least of my worries. You know, I was having so much fun. You know, me and Joey Coldcuts were on the ride home, and we're, we're thinking, you know, what would we give the trip a one to ten? I I don't see how we could possibly give it anything under a 10. I, I just don't know if we would have done anything different because to be quite frank with you, 
yeah, the Airbnb, you know, that, that caught us off guard. But the bottom line is Gailey now turned into a star to where we're trying to get her on the happy hour Wednesday. The content was at an all-time high. And, and the boys just really did have a beautiful time, Jerry, Don. Yeah. Yep. It was it was fantastic, you know. And, uh, you know, meeting you guys for the first time, um, I knew it would go over well um, just because, you know, uh, I think we're the type of people who, you know, we just like to have a good time. We like to laugh, crack jokes, but I didn't think it was going to go over it as well as it did. You know what I mean? I mean, me and Cutsy have some, have a, you know, some beef in the past with the Packers and the Steelers. I thought that might be a little bit of an issue, but you know, we set our differences aside and, you know, we, you know, we, uh, we became, we became friends, you know what I mean, Bob? You know, not, not only did you and Cutsy hit it off too, but it, it was pretty wild to me to see how fascinated the bachelor, Matt, Matt James, and, and to see how fascinated Tyler Cameron were with you. I mean, it, it's like you were, you know, you were a cartoon character. I mean, they, they couldn't get enough of you, Jerry Don. Yeah. It was pretty crazy, you know, uh, to have, you know, the people of, uh, of that, uh, popularity, you know, uh, wanting to hang out with me, hit me up, like, you know, come by and, you know, just come on the boat and, it's pretty crazy, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I I think they put on a great time for us, too, at the same time. You know what I mean? They showed us around, great dinner spots, you know what I mean? No question about it. And, and to be quite frank with you, Jerry Don, not to pat ourselves on the back, they said it themselves, I think they would have us back down in a heartbeat. I mean, I think we just put on an absolute show for them to where they were more even in awe with us. I mean, I think they were having an absolute ball. Yeah, I mean, uh, at, at one point, you know, uh, Matt and Tyler, you know, told me, hey, you know, I got this uh, 8,000 square foot spot in Manhattan. Anytime you want to go, just hit me up. So I hit up Matt and Tyler today and said, hey, I'm going to go next week. And, <laughs> and uh, so, so uh, I don't, I, you know, everything went well. You know, they were like, well, yeah. See, see, Jer, he, here's, 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 here's what troubles me, Jer, okay? Here's what troubles me. It's just like the thing that I said to you at dinner. As soon as you found out that the dinner was on the house, you decide to order three entrees. Now, the house is taking care of you, but to some point, you got to take care of the house. Yeah. You get this, you get these fans, which is a beautiful thing, but now you got them dropping off Advil. Tyler and Matt offer for you to stay at their place in Man- in New York and within a day, you call back and now you want to go stay. Don't you think you should give it some time before you take them up on their offer? I mean, just because they're offering it to you doesn't yeah. mean you take them up on it right away. You got to let it marinate a little bit, Don. Well, 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 they said any time, you know what I mean? Right. But any time doesn't mean call me the next day and come next week. Jer. That's like, you know, months in advance, you're going on a trip. They did say any time, any time doesn't actually mean any time, Jerry. Don. You, so you're thinking I should hit him back and cancel. <sighs> it might be too late now. It, mm-hmm. it might be too late now. So maybe you just run with it. But but I, I don't think they expected you to take them up on their offer that fast. I think they expected you to take them up on their offer, just not as fast as you did. All right. 
All right, Jerry. I'll, I'll, I'll sit on it. You know what I mean? Well, folks, if you need to find Jersey Jerry, you're probably going to find him in a penthouse in Manhattan come next week. Jerry Don, just keep living the dream. Now, Jerry does have his gambling segment here on the show. However, a little bit of lag at sports. We got the Super Bowl coming, not this week, coming next week. But, however, Jerry, you did hit the over $250. Okay, on the Bucks game, you also hit $500 on Tom Brady to throw over one and a half passes. I'm the coldest man gambling on the planet. There is not a colder man than myself. So what I did was I loved the Buffalo Bills. I really did. So I said, you know what? Let's take the Chiefs. That worked out to perfection. We hit $500 on the Chief. Our account balance sits at $5,213. We're going to put in an absolute hammer on the Super Bowl coming up next week. Stay tuned for that pick next week to get to the $10,000 mark to be able to cash out. Jerry Don, one hell of a fucking trip, one hell of a fucking podcast just now. See you in the funny papers, Jerry Diesel. See in the funny papers, Bobby. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we are moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we interrupt this portion of the Burnley Dump Show to let you know that the Burnley Dump Show is brought to you by Raycon Earbuds. Folks, you always hear it every new year. People saying new year, new me. Most likely that means you're going to pick up a new hobby. It's always better, whatever the hobby may be, it's always better when you have amazing audio that will make that experience that much better. That's why I recommend wireless earbuds from Raycon. Whether it's following along the directions in the kitchen, binging an audio book while learning to knit, or powering through a new workout with a pumped up playlist in your ear, a, pa- a pair of Raycons can make any activity easier and a better time. Take it from a guy like myself, zipping it around 25 minutes, 35, 45 minutes a day around the block. I do it with the most premium quality earbuds in my ears at all times. That is Raycon earbuds. Starting now, yes, starting now, Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for my listeners and my listeners only. Go to buyraycon.com slash dumb. Yes, I said it, buyraycon.com slash dumb. That's it. You'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order, so feel free to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash dumb. Let's repeat it again for the folks out there. Buyraycon.com slash dumb. Get it now. You will not regret it. In the meantime, folks, we are moving on. I tell you, folks, I I, I got one of these 15-person dinners coming up all the way in July. We still don't even know if we're going to be able to have it. My college buddy wanted to get everybody together. So in January, he decided to plan a dinner for July. I'm dreading it, to be quite frank. I really am. I'm not nuts about taking a three-hour flight to have a dinner. And the problem about these 15-person dinners is a 15-person dinner is never a 15-person dinner because there's only four people that you really get to talk to. You get two people in front of you. You get one person diagonal from you. 
and then you get the person next to you. The other half of the table, you don't get to see or talk to that whole night. So seating assignments at these big 15, 20 people dinners are everything. This dinner is six months away. I might fly out and show up to this restaurant just to make sure I'm seated properly. Because at every 15-person dinner, there's always five, six, or seven people that you could do without sitting by. And those four people that you're by, those are your people that night. Those are the people you're talking to. You may get to shout across the table one or two times to the person at the back right corner of the table, but that's it. After your one or two times, that's it. You just scream, hey, Tyler, how's your dinner? Are you like, yeah, I got the chicken marsala. What did you say? The chicken marsala. And that's it. That's the only time you get to talk to that person till your vocal cords are just blown out. So you get the four people around you and that's it. The reason seating assignments are a thing are so people don't get screwed by the people they're sitting by. That's the beauty of the host is you get to be the guy to make sure that you're seated around the people you want to be seated by. And within the first three, five minutes of the dinner, you know what side of the table is going to be the most fun. If you're at the far right of the side of the table and you hear the commotion coming from the far left side of the table, everybody knows that side of the table is the side to be at, no question about it. And then everybody on the right side is just miserable because you hear how much fun the left side is having. You try and have as much fun as the left side's having, but you know you just don't have the tools to do it. You just don't have the people and the personalities that you need to have to make it as fun as the people all the way on the left side of the table. Seating assignments are everything. They got the big rectangular tables and you kind of wish there would be a circular table. You know, a round table would be easy to get everybody involved. But the thing is, usually with the round tables, you probably wouldn't even be able to get it in the doors of the restaurant to have a round table that seats 15 to 20 people. Just can't do it. So when you go to these dinners, you're always planning your out. Whether, you know, you're with your significant other two weeks in advance, you're always thinking, okay, how are we going to get out of this dinner? You know, if the dinner is, is, is three hours total, you want to stay for an hour and a half, you better make sure you bring a lot of energy and make a statement that first hour and a half to where the next day people are saying, yeah, they left early, but they brought a lot to the table. That's all life is, is just planning your out, planning your exit. You get a job, you try and get a good job so that you can retire and you could leave that job. You know what I mean? We're always constantly planning our exit. So you want to have a smooth out. But the problem of having a smooth out at one of these big dinners is it's a very tough thing to do. First off, who's the first person that you initially tell, hey, you know, we got to get going. You're going to have to do it to about 14 different people. Sorry, you know, we, we really got to get going. You're leaving, you know, and then you got to explain to them 13 times why you're leaving to all the different people that you tell that are leaving. 
So you're just going around the table disappointing people. Hey, unfortunately, you know, we got to go. And then you got to tell the same sob story 14 times straight. It's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. And with these big dinners, they usually give you the check at the way end. You know, everybody's talking. You got all these different meals and everything. You don't get it to the way end. So you want to go and pay your portion of the bill, but you just don't know how much that portion is because you don't know how much the, the bill is. So what you usually do is at that point, money doesn't even matter. You're just dropping that cash down and making sure you're covered. It's probably like a $100 bill per person. You'll just drop $300 so there's not any issues. You're just trying to get the fuck out of there. And if that means spending an extra $200, so be it. And when you drop the cash to let the people know that your portion is covered so they're not talking about you not paying for the rest of the night, you want to make sure that all 14 people at that table see you and see you drop the cash. You know what I mean? It's kind of like being at a strip club. I never understand. You go to a strip club and you got these guys just chucking dollar bills on the stage, but none of the strippers are seeing that you're the person dropping the dollar bills. Some of these guys just throw wads of $1 bills onto the stage when the strippers on the total opposite side entertaining somebody else. You want to make sure the stripper sees that, hey, I'm the guy dropping 25, 51 bills just now. Please remember that moving forward throughout the night. Instead, they just turn around, see 50 singles on the ground and have no idea where it came from. You want to make sure they see it. It's like the George Costanza thing. When you go to put something in the tip jar, you want to make sure that that cashier sees that you just put something in the tip jar. So if they're reaching behind to go get something, you don't want to drop a $5 tip into the tip jar. You want to wait till they see, hey, I'm the guy that just put that $5 bill, $1 bill in the tip jar, whatever it may be. So there comes a point at these big dinners where money's just not an issue whatsoever. You just want to get the fuck out. And part three is making sure you have that clean out. So you give everything you got into your goodbyes. You tell all the people that you, you want to meet up, set up this trip, and we got to see you again. This was so much fun. Even though you're, no, you're not going to see them again, you give it everything you got on the out. You want to leave on a good impression. You want to use every single joke you have. Give it, just empty the tank on those outs. You say goodbye, you go around the table, 14, 15, 18, 20 people, say goodbye to all of them. Make sure they see you drop the cash. You're covered in that department. Tell them all while you're leaving. And then when you leave, I like to do what I call the dip and cover. Yes, I said it, the dip and cover. What the dip and cover is, is once you've said your goodbyes and you go outside the restaurant, a lot of times you go outside the restaurant, then you call your Uber and you find out your Uber doesn't come for another 10, 15 minutes. You already gave the people inside everything you had. You emptied the tank. So I always fear seeing them again. Some people come out for cigarettes. Then some people start to trickle out. You don't want to have to run through your goodbyes because you got nothing left in the tank. You got nothing left to say to them. So you don't want to be seen again once you leave outside, even if the Uber is going to take 10 minutes. So what the dip and cover is, you dip, you get out of the restaurant, 
and then you move to the side of the restaurant while you wait for your Uber. Or you just walk a fucking mile down the block so you're out of there, so you're clear. You've escaped. You're okay. Your night is over. You made it through. Sometimes I go in the back of the restaurant and have the Uber just pick me up in the back. I pop out out of a fucking dumpster. I look like a raccoon just trying to get the Uber's attention so he can see me. You don't want those people to come back outside and then you got to muster up another conversation, find some energy and find something else to say. The dip and cover. Get out, remove yourself from the situation and calmly wait for your Uber the night's over. If you just walk outside, you're in the line of fire. There's going to be people that you just had that dinner with coming in and out. Dip, get out of there, and take cover. Sometimes my Uber think they're picking me up at the restaurant. I meet them halfway there. They just catch me running down the fucking highway to go get them. Just to get away from that vicinity. Whatever it takes, dip and cover if any of the other 14 people are listening to this from college about July, um, I'm sorry that you had to hear it this way, but no, I am not looking forward to this dinner whatsoever unless I get seated in a good spot of the table. A 15-person dinner is never a 15-person dinner, folks. It is a four-person dinner. If you're hosting one of these, some some people say, yeah, you know, can I bring this guy? Can I bring my friend? Yeah, sure. Why not? What do I give a fuck? I'm not going to see him. They're all the way down the table. I'm not going to say a word for them. Sure. Invite whoever you want. Bring your cousin, aunts, uncles, whoever it may be. I'm not going to see him. I got four people to talk to. That's it. Any who, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Berlin Dumb Show, we are moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Time. What time, you ask? It is time for everybody's favorite segment. That is indeed the Ask Bob segment week by week, Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday. Following that Tuesday, I tell you, fine folks, file on into the DM. Submit your questions to be featured for the Ask Bob segment. Doing so this week was a man who's not only a friend of the pod, for a long time now, but also one that's been part of the pod. Nikki Cass has been a member on our podcast, has been a guest on our podcast numerous times, whether it be in the Patreon happy hours or our regular Monday shows. Nikki Cass wanted to know, he said, Bob, I saw your most top five most underrated things in America. What I would like you to do is I would like you to go ahead and name your top five most overrated things of America. I said, Nikki Cass, no problem. Book it for this week's show. And here we are today. Folks, you know, I love the top fives. I could do this all day long. There's a certain beauty to top fives. It leaves room for debate. There's a lot of hot takes on there and that's okay. I love the conversation. I love to stir the pot a little bit and that's what you get on the top fives. It always leaves room for debate. Here is the top five most overrated things in America in my book. Starting at five, counting down to one, of course, number one being the most overrated things in America. Let's do this dance, shall we? Number five, I got the iPad. Yes, I said it. My apologies to you upstairs there, Steve Jobs. The iPad. 
I have never been comfortable when watching a movie on my iPad. I just can't find the right position, whether it be standing, whether it be lying down in my bed, the right posture to watch the iPad in. It always turns out being very awkward, and then my neck hurts the next morning. Can't watch a movie, can't watch anything on the iPad without being uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. I just can't find that sweet spot. It takes forever to charge, and it only takes minutes to be dead. Not a fan of the iPad. I get more control on my cell phone. I think the iPad is too big when it comes to maneuvering through the iPad features, and I think it's too small of a screen when it comes to watching shows or whatever that may be, which is why I got the iPad at number five. I just can't figure it out. Every time I'm on it, I'm just flat out uncomfortable. My fingers are uncomfortable. My neck is uncomfortable. My body's uncomfortable. I can't get in sync with the iPad. I got the iPad at five. Number four, I got the hot dog. People love hot dogs in America. My response, why have a hot dog when you can have a hamburger? The problem I have with the hot dog is you can't differentiate that, wow, did I pronounce that wrong? Let's try that again. It, the problem I have with the hot dog is you can't differentiate a premium hot dog to a dirty water dog in 34th Avenue in New York City. What makes the hot dog is the ingredients on top of the hot dog, which why, to me, uh, the hot dog is not a premium product. You should be able to bite into a hot dog and tell whether or not that's a $15 hot dog or that's a 50 cent hot dog. I can't do that with hot dogs. Just can't do it. The, the ingredients is not what should make the item. The, I, when I say the ingredients, I mean the toppings is not what should make the product. It just shouldn't, which is why I got the hot dog as a very overrated product. I got the hot dog at four. Number three. Carmelo Anthony. Look, folks, I like Carmelo Anthony. In fact, I think Carmelo Anthony's got a ton of swagger, even at the tail end of his career in Portland. But let's call a spade a spade. I think he's one of the more overrated players of our generation. Now, I'm no big numbers guy, folks, but every single time I watch Carmelo Anthony, he scores 35 points and he looks damn good doing it. But if you watch the defensive side of the ball, he gives up 45 points. For every 35 points that Carmelo Anthony scores, he gives up 45. And again, I'm no numbers guy, but I believe that is a 10-point loss, which is why I personally don't find Carmelo Anthony to be nearly as valuable as people have found Carmelo Anthony to be for the past 15 years of his career. You got to call like you see it. Again, I told you no top five is complete without a couple hot takes. I know I'll hear some criticism there, but I stand by it, folks. No question about it. Number two, I got birthday cake. Yes, I said it. Birthday cake. Does anybody actually like birthday cake? Does anybody go to a birthday party and on the way say to yourself, wow, I can't wait to have some birthday cake? I can't wait to dive into that piece. I hope I get a real big slice of birthday cake. No, to be quite frank, you don't even have the control or the say 
of the flavor of the cake you're getting with the birthday cake. It's up to the person whose birthday it is. And at a birthday party, very rarely do you ever really get to enjoy and appreciate a quality birthday cake. You're either A, drunk, or B, in a conversation that you probably don't want to be in to where you can't even focus on the food. It's like the cocktail hour at weddings to where, you know, not even the cocktail hour. It's like the entrees at weddings to where you can't even enjoy the food because there's just so much going on that nobody says, wow. You know, the Smith's wedding really had a good New York strip at their wedding. No, you just don't get it. You just don't think about it. There's too much stuff going on, which is why you can't really enjoy the birthday cake the way that people say they do. I got the birthday cake at number two. Number one, the front seat. The front passenger seat. The seat that we have all scratched and clawed with our siblings over year after year after year. I still, till this day, have friends that fight over the front seat, and I don't know why. There's a lot of responsibility to the front seat. You're a second set of eyes on traffic. If there's navigation needed throughout the vehicle, you're the guy navigating the driver. Another thing with a lot of responsibility. You got to be plugging people's iPhones in and out of the charger. You got to make sure the charger's plugged in. You're also going to be in charge of the radio at the same time. Do you know how many passenger seat drivers have saved accidents? Now, that's a good thing, but the responsibility is not, especially when you can be in the backseat, just not really caring or looking at shit. You could fall asleep. You could lie down. You don't have to worry about how much room the person behind you has. Nobody's looking at you. You don't have to be the main person in conversation. The front passenger seat has to be talking to the driver and the back seat. You're the middleman for all conversation. You're in the backseat. Nobody's looking for you to say anything. You could just do you. Be at peace. That is the beauty to the backseat. I don't know why we continue to fight over that front passenger seat. I'll never understand it, folks. I'll just never get it. I got the front passenger seat at one enjoyed the hell out of that top five i enjoyed the hell out of this episode and i hope you folks enjoyed this week's edition of the brilliantly dumb show we will see you wednesday for happy hour believe it or not we got a very special guest wednesday for happy hour gailey yes gailey our owner from the airbnb is going to be joining us for happy hour with myself Joey Coldcuts, Jersey Jerry. This girl is an absolute trip. She took over our content this weekend, and I know damn well people are going to want to hear from Gailey. If you did not see the entire Gailey chaos throughout the weekend, go over to my Instagram, get a look at the post. This girl is going to absolutely bring it on the happy hour. She's about 80-something years old, and she's going to be drinking like she's 25 years old. She's absolutely spectacular. It's going to be a doozy of a happy hour. Smash the link in my bio. Join the Patreon membership today, folks. It'll be the best move you've made in 2021. Mark my words. That is a wrap here. For the Brilliant Dumb Show, we see you Wednesday for happy hour, Friday for the Patreon episode. For those of you on the podcast, we are back Monday for our regular scheduled programming. Folks, take care. Have a damn good week. We appreciate every single one of you. 
Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Not today, Bubba. Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? 